Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Today's podcast is about one of our favorite topics, which is focus. Follow one course until successful. We talk about this every day on this podcast in different formats. But here's what I want you to consider. The visualization that will help you the most to basically take this information as quick as possible is if you had to drive from where you are today and you had to go two or 3,000 miles and you wanted to get there as quickly and efficiently as possible, and this is 2018, right? And you're, you have full use of navigation and nav on your phone, nav on your watch, nav in your car, right? You can go to Google Maps. You're going to obviously use what's available as far as navigation to get you there the quickest with the least amount of hassle. Matter of fact, you could even drill down and say, I don't want to go through toll roads. Matter of fact, you could say, I don't want to go on interstates or I only want to go on interstates. You would do your best to refine whatever uh, you know, plan you had so that it accomplished your goals the quickest. Now, in other words, if you wanted to get there the quickest – you take toll roads, you might want to take interstate only, those types of things. If you wanted to meander a little bit, you wanted to take the, you know, the pretty route, I know when Julie and I drive up to or drive over to the coast in California, and we'll drive up uh, from, say, for example, the you know, Laguna Beach area, and we'll go up to, say, Big Sur where we like to vacation, and, and you can go one of two ways. The, the, the fast way will get you there in like you know, four hours, six hours from uh, Laguna Beach. The slow way will take you at least a day, but the slow way is so much prettier than the fast way. Moral of the story here is you have the ability in your business and in your personal life to choose the meandering path, to choose the path that's going to get you there the quickest, or the path that, or, or the, you know, basically use no navigation at all. Some of you, without even knowing it, are living your lives with no real direction. You say, for example, I want to drive two or 3,000 miles. Okay, fine. And you don't use nav. You don't use a map. You're not going to use any sort of plan. You're not even really going to ask anybody for directions. You just go out every day, and then, you know, you're kind of like waiting for the winds to blow you one direction or the other. That's how most people – honestly, guys, that's, if you think about this, that's how most people live their lives. They have no plan. And when you have no plan, you do have a plan. It's called failure. So no plan leads to failure. No plan leads to failure. Remember that. A plan that is actually going to get you to where you want to go the fastest, that plan is going to require the most, frankly, work. That plan is going to require the most skill. That plan is going to require the fact that you have to earn your right to get there the fastest. The meandering plan, you'll get there eventually. You know, that's somebody who just basically – um, occasionally will stay on the map. You know, you're driving a little bit, then you decide to take a scenic route. That's fine. You can. 
So some of you will start out basically, you'll be focused, and you'll focus on the, you know, what we asked you guys to do. Then you'll be distracted because somebody, some howler monkey will blow in your ear that there's some easier way to go about doing it. You don't actually have to work. And so you'll lose a year or two going on this little meandering tour of the countryside, you know, Facebook ads, worrying about We made fun of some of these things that people are trying to get you guys to worry about yesterday on the show. Artificial intelligence going to replace agents. That's just an insane topic that's totally irrelevant to all of your lives. It shouldn't even be on your radar. And yet, here it is. He's telling you this is something you should be worried about, you know, this competitor of ours. So you can certainly take those little meandering tours down those paths, but it's going to result in you taking longer to get to your ultimate destination, or unfortunately, you may not ever get your ultimate destination because you took so many meandering paths because you were so tempted by what you thought would be a better view versus you know doing the real work every single day and getting to your destination. Do you guys get that? It's maybe not the best analogy, but it really is the bottom line. Follow one course until successful. That's what FOCUS stands for, and that's what today's show is about. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. I was temporarily muted there. I appreciate that. And yes, you know, it, it's so typical that I think it's almost worse when agents are in the thick of it and they're looking for the quick, easy button because, you know, that just has to be faster and easier and the world will rain leads on you. And yet, everybody knows that none of that works, you know. I was just talking to one of our elite coaching clients right before this call, and he was saying, isn't it interesting that you keep hearing about the same things like, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Yes, that requires work, but it actually costs less and gets better results. And we're talking about why you hear some of these things that are deemed maybe a little bit old school is simply because they work. And we use the example of, you know, if QR codes worked, you'd still be hearing about that, wouldn't you? Every single agent would have that on their sign. It would be working like gangbusters. But because it didn't work, we don't really hear about it that much anymore. So I think you just have to use your navigation to use uh, your analogy instead of just leaving the house with not much gas in the car because you didn't check and you didn't really pack very well and you're just kind of guessing at the direction that you're going to go. And I do think it gets a little bit worse in the summer when agents get busy and I think their business starts to run them a little bit this time of year. So it's a good time to look back and be introspective. And before we drill down even more into the meaning of focus, follow one course and still successful, I've got a quick uh, Facebook story from one of our Premier Coaching members. And Teresa writes, this is such a great example of taking action. And Teresa is a good example of somebody who is indeed running her own business and controlling the outcome. This is a tiny bit long, but I wanted you to pay attention to the numbers and how this all shakes out. Teresa writes, so I get this list of sheriff sales and spend a day going door to door to find out who's willing to do a short sale. I find that 80% of the homes on the list are abandoned, but three have occupants. One answers the door. I take the listing. Okay, so right there, that makes her different than many agents who would have stopped when they went to the fourth door of a vacant house. 80% of them were abandoned. Be easy to give up, but still, she found three that were home, one answered the door, and that's the listing she took. Now, here's how this goes. Puts it on the market Monday at 5 o'clock. Start the short sale process. By Tuesday at 8 p.m., we have 32 agents come through the house with clients. There are people parked in the driveway waiting their turn since there's three or four agents and clients in the same home at one time. By 6 o'clock today, we have six working offers and two are, get this, high enough to do without short selling the house. 
assuming the title search comes back with no surprises. Making those hard conversations happen is worth it. My client will not spend the next 10 years with a foreclosure on her credit or several years with a short sale. She will be able to walk away with a little money in her pocket and be able to start working towards the next chapter of her life. I love what I do and helping someone find the solution that no one else offered. So if you pray, help me send thanks to the Lord for bringing us together and for this to reach the closing table without too many challenges. So there you are. The thing I wanted to highlight on this, Tim, is that she wasn't concentrating on what wasn't there to get. She created this deal by searching the sheriff's sale report and finding somebody who needed her help. Some of you guys have asked, how do you do that? Well, go to your county sheriff's sale website, and usually those are posted either uh, every week or every month. So I just had to share that story because I think it kind of makes the point about focusing on what you're here to give. Back to you, Tim. Well, yeah, it's about tenacity, right? So we're going to uh -huh. go through our points today. Uh, offices and brokers and, uh, and team leaders, whatever you guys call yourselves, make sure your agents get this information. Um, and as you're going through this, I want you to be introspective, and I want you to ask yourself, how good are you at focus? Uh, how good are you at focusing on one thing? How, how effective are you at, for example, the things that matter most in your real estate business, which is proactive lead generation, which is pre-qualifying, which is doing all the things necessary to actually determine whether or not the, you know, the prospect is a have-to or a want-to, those types of things. How good are you at lead follow-up? How good are you at all the things that once you are really great at those activities lead to a really endless supply of business? Many of you are wishy-washy. You're only you know, maybe effective 10% of the time at lead follow-up. How many voicemails are waiting for you? How many emails? How often do you actually uh, contact your, your centers of influence and past clients? How often do you contact your existing sellers? Are some of you in markets now where the prices are starting to adjust downward and you have listings and you don't have yet the courage or the skill set to go after the sellers for price adjustments? Well, guess what? That will be uh, you know, the next agent's listing because you won't sell it. By the way, a little funny but maybe not so funny joke about selling listings is you know, one of the greatest ways to be successful at being a listing agent is having a listing when it sells. And some of you, unfortunately, are in markets that are transitioning towards a lower price point, and you have sellers that are still priced aspirationally, as Diane Ramirez from Halstead said so, uh, I think, acutely on our podcast recently. The moral of the story is, how effective have you become at adjusting uh, towards the, today's realities of today's pricing? How effective, and if you're in a market where uh, the, the prices haven't really started to adjust in a meaningful way, are you doing something right now to improve your skill set about price adjustments? Are you doing something right now to improve your skill set about really being in tune with the market that's coming versus the market that was? Because if you're not, you're not just going to split the switch. Like if all of a sudden you start seeing significant numbers of expired listings, which all of us will towards the end of the year, because there's a ton of listings out there. Oh, Tim, what are you talking about? There's not a, list, a lot of listings. There are a lot of listings out there, and the listings that are overpriced, you're going to start seeing it about another 60 days. And even in the hottest markets, the, the days in the market's going to start extending. And the agents who, for the most part, that have these listings have not the first clue how to actually – uh, you position the, that house for a changing market. They're not going to know how to deal with the seller's expectations, the seller's emotions. They're not going to know what to say. They're not going to know anything because they never actually learned what was necessary to thrive in a changing market, let alone a buyer's market. There it is, guys. So are you focused on improving your skills constantly? Because if you're not, you won't know right away. You'll know in about six months when you realize you don't have enough business coming in. 
That's just a cold, hard fact. So, Julie, let's go through these points. There's really not much to talk about. This, this is a really great outline. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Uh, and there is, by the way, just kind of reminded me, there is a great part in the Harris Rules book that drills down on how to be the best at those things that you rattled off. It's not, you know, it doesn't really matter if you're really killer at writing a Facebook ad. That's not going to get you to the finish line. It's how to be best at the six critical things. That's chapter 10 in the Harris Rules book. Rule number 10, be the best at what matters. So if you guys want some additional rules to apply, refer to your Harris Rules book. If you don't have that yet, you can get it on Amazon, Harris Rules. Okay, so this is something that office managers and brokers can do, and you guys listening can certainly do this yourself. So on a fresh sheet of paper with nothing else on it, put a dot in the upper left-hand corner and another in the upper right-hand corner. Take your pen and start in the upper left. But I want you to draw a squiggly line taking up most of the page. Make sure you start and stop a bunch of times. But eventually, after a lot of squiggles, stopping and starting, you're going to end up kind of close to the upper right dot. So now we're going to label, after you've done that, the upper left dot is called where I am now, and the upper right dot is where I want to be. The squiggly, jiggity-jaggity line that starts and stops is how most agents operate. Now turn it over and do the dots again but draw a straight line this time with no fits and starts and connect where you are now to where you want to be. That is what it looks like when you follow a plan, when you maintain your focus. So the first question after you've made your squiggly line and then your straight line to show you that in fact the straight line when you follow a path is so much shorter. You don't have so many detours and stopping and starting and being distracted by shiny pretty things and the latest offer in your email. So are you following a plan? Is it a proven plan? So we can stop there for a second. Those of you who are already Premier Coaching members, you have three choices. You've got the treasure map, which is your all-encompassing, big picture, highly introspective, very robust, and personal business plan. Very different than something you can download for free on the Internet. Okay? You can use the survival plan if you're struggling for whatever reason. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a newbie. Maybe you just had some kind of financial crisis that you're pulling out of. Maybe you took a break from the real estate and you're getting back in it. So we have the survival plan. And then we have the 90-day massive action plan. Is it a proven plan? Or is it something you just kind of cobbled together? Okay. Is it something that some agent in your office that you kind of think is doing all right jotted down on a sticky note and said, go do this? I'm talking about a real proven plan. Okay. So all of those plans include a daily schedule. Your schedule, what you do, during normal business hours should reflect your goals. So if what you're doing on a daily basis doesn't really relate to what you claim is important to you, it may be why you struggle to get what's important to you. So another introspective question here would be, what are the things that get in the way of your plan? And how can you overcome those obstacles? For example, what is your go-to excuse? A lot of agents who are doing quite well will use the excuse that their deals are coming apart. I've got to put fires out. I've got to deal with an appraisal. And all of that is true, but you take, what is it, Pareto's rule, the task will take the amount of time that you allot to it. So if you know you've got all day to spend it on some appraisal or inspection problem, of course that's how long it's going to take. And some of you will stretch it out to a week. Instead of saying, I'm going to set my timer because my schedule says I'm supposed to be doing lead follow-up right now, not putting out fires. I still have to put out the fire, but I need to be efficient here. 
So for some of you, it's you know dealing with the drama that gets you off course. Others of you, your go-to thing is whatever's happening in the market. So if it was the real estate crash, it's because you know we're in a real estate recession. But now the excuse is, well, there's not enough inventory. I'd have more people on contract, but I can't find them anything to buy. You know, what is your go-to excuse that is getting in the way of your actual plan? And why do you accept that from yourself? Maybe not every day, but on the days that you are being lazy about it. Anything you want to add there, Tim? I'll pause for a second. Well, I mean, obstacle. you know, as I was thinking, as I was hearing you describe all this normal psychology of somebody, it really, it's the breakthrough that happens only when you start taking the actions of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And there's no easy way around it. There's no, there's no, we are never, no one's ever going to tell you anything that's going to all of a sudden positively affect your mindset. See, that's the other thing, Julie, you should have added to it, right? Agents thinking that they have to feel passion before they actually take action. Or agents feeling like they have to get more information. Information junkies, they need to do more research. Or they're, they're you know, getting ready to get started, getting ready to get started, and, they, and that lasts a whole year. You know, this is the time of year when all those folks basically start saying, holy crap, I haven't gotten anything done this year. Now I have to stop getting ready, and I actually have to start doing something. And then what do they do? They make ridiculously long lists of the things that they still think they have to do. So their action item to try to stop basically procrastinating is making a big long list of shit to do to continue the procrastinating. So what you guys have gotten in a life habit of doing is basically procrastinating, being, as Julie just said, lazy. Procrastinating is nothing other than just being intellectually and physically lazy. You have to see it for what it is. So doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is the only answer, which means break that down, doing what you don't want to do. Make a list of the things you don't want to do. It might be a long list. I get it. <laughs> when you don't want to do it. Well, chances are the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, there's never a time when you want to do it. You get the point here? And we talked about this yesterday or the day before when we were, talk, we were kind of making fun of the idea that there's some sort of perfect time of the day to prospect, for perfect time of the month or perfect time of the week. You know, Everyone's always looking for the perfect time. Well, when you're doing what you don't want to do, let's say prospecting, when you don't want to do it, which is any time, and then when you actually do do it, are you doing it to get a result? Or are you just hoping and praying when you pick up the phone? Well, A, they won't answer, and B, that when they answer, they're going to give you, oh, we just, we're keeping with the old agent. Oh, we decide not to sell it. Oh, we're going to rent it. Oh, thank God, click. How many of you actually have tried prospecting before? A little bit, you know, basically didn't do it at the highest level because you didn't know how to overcome objections. And as a result of that, you basically said it didn't work for me or it doesn't work in my market or it doesn't work That's in my price range. All they dabble at it. Yep, go ahead. And then they decide because yep. two people said no, that it doesn't work. After that vast sampling and high level of experience, it's easy to deem something ineffective. And that's why I liked uh, Teresa's um, talk on Facebook about going to yeah. the uh, sheriff sale site, right? I mean, she very easily could have given up after one or two vacant door knocks, but she didn't. She was determined to find the one person that ended up being her next deal and didn't even have to do a short sale. I mean, it's, I mean imagine how that person feels that they were helped when nobody else reached out. So, yeah, and I guarantee you, Teresa on that day probably didn't feel like doing any of that, and yet she did it anyway and got great results. So I think part of this is focusing – it's easy in real estate to focus on the wrong stuff. You know, when you maybe visit a for sale by owner 
and they already got themselves in contract or they weren't that friendly to you and then you decide that you know Fizbo's eat their young or whatever saying is out there currently so focus on what you are here to give that's that focus word again right and keep on following your plan so back to our plan here what accountability do you even have to stick to your plan well the ultimate accountability is if you don't do it you're going to be broke or at least temporarily broke Let's look at the other end of it. How will you reward yourself when you do make it to where you want to be, that dot on the page? What do you get as a result? Okay, I'll give you an example of a coaching call I had yes, uh, yeah, yesterday. Okay, so the homework for this client was to spend a minimum of two hours a day because she's behind on her lead follow-up, okay, just for five days, not for the rest of her life, just for five days, okay? Now, she came to the call kind of uh, embarrassed and down because she didn't do all five days. But here's the funny thing. She did do three days. She didn't even do two hours a day. It was like an hour, three days a week. And guess what she got? Three really good listing leads, two of which she took right before our call. Okay. So even though she had those results, I still had to get in front of that as a coach and say, look, let's concentrate on what you did get because when we figured out what she was making per hour when she was on and doing the things that she didn't want to do when she didn't want to do it and doing it at a high level. Because these are people that she had in the background that she knew she would should be calling but just for some reason hadn't. When she is on task, she's making like five or 600 bucks an hour. These were great listings. One of them was over 800,000. So focus on what you are here to get and stop focusing on the wrong things. Okay, what must you stop doing to make the rest of this year great. For some of you, that means to make it as great as it's already been because you're so well on track or ahead. What do you have to stop doing? What do you have to start doing or continue doing to achieve your goals for the rest of the year? And how do you plan on being accountable? We do have a lot of great accountability with our premier coaching clients between the visual whiteboards and the uh, vital signs tracking that they post on the Facebook pages. A lot of you guys have gotten to know each other that way and are sharing referrals. So. What are you doing to be accountable or do you plan to continually hide out from that accountability for the rest of the year? Which is going to work better for you? So write down on your page, FOCUS stands for follow one course until successful. There is nowhere a word in FOCUS called dabbling, trying out, testing out, throwing it at the board. Okay, It's follow one course until successful. So that is my FOCUS discussion, Tim, if you wanted to add anything to it. The question is what they're going to do about it. So here's what we would suggest all of you do about it. Request a free coaching call. We've been saying this all week that a lot of you guys are at the midpoint in the year. Well, we're all at the midpoint in the year, right? And so you're either way behind where you wanted to be. Maybe you're just frankly getting into business for the first time. A lot of you guys listening, probably about a third of you listening of over 100, you know, between 100 and 200,000 listen to the show every day. Probably at least a third of you are new in the business. You guys kind of have a hall pass, but frankly, if you're tuning in to us on this podcast, you don't really have a hall pass because we've given you exactly you know, the step-by-step -step, uh, action plan for you so you can focus, so you can get down, you know, down the road as quickly as possible. Stop looking and stop being tempted by all the seductive gimmicks that are out there. Uh, so the agents, the new agents, look, you guys need direction. Request a free coaching call. Those of you in the middle who are having probably a good year, maybe on track, I'm, you know, you guys got to be super careful because the markets are changing, and if uh, the tendency of agents in the middle group 
and frankly in the last group too, but the middle group especially, is that you guys are going to stop drilling down. You need to look down, you need to look back to see where all your deals came from and then actually be honest with yourself, when did you originally come in contact with that seller or that buyer? And you're going to find that the cycle between original contact and paycheck and real estate is a lot longer than you think. It's a lot longer than it used to be if for no other reason than the mortgage process. So even if you're in a market where the houses sell themselves in 30 days, you're probably looking at another 60 after that before you get a paycheck. So between the actual time where you originally came in contact with the, say, seller, and when you actually get paid, I bet even in a hot market it's still five or six months. Okay? So the money you're making now is the result of the past version of you doing what he or she didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level, or maybe some of it was just blind luck because you, you know, ran to somebody. It doesn't matter. Past performances are what are benefiting you today. You need to start thinking about the future you, six months from now, end of the year, holiday season. Are you going to be able to spoil your family rotten, or are you basically going to have a crappy fourth quarter because you stopped doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level, or you didn't start doing what you didn't want to do it when you didn't want to do it at the highest level? Don't over-celebrate. Don't stop and say, hey, great, I'm on track. Ooh, I'm going to have a, my best year ever. You probably won't unless you actually stay drilled down. And by drilled down, I mean you need to take whatever effort you've been putting into your business, write this down, listeners, and you need to amplify it by at least 30%. The 30% amplification means more drilling down, means more focus, means more lead follow-up, means more all of everything that you should be doing in the first place because the second half of the year has lots and lots of natural, normal slowdowns. We talked about this before. Kids going back to school, vacations in August, you know, the holidays in November, December, I guess now Halloween is a holiday too for a lot of people. So all the normal slowdowns in the market will adversely affect your ability to build momentum, which means that you're going to have a harder time uh, consistently getting people to basically do business with you. That's a fact. You can't really fight against that. It just is what it is. The only way for you to offset that is by increasing your effort by at least 30% in the categories that matter most, which is lead generation, which is pre-qualifying, which is lead follow-up, which is presenting, which is negotiating, when obviously closing would be six. So you need to be doing all those things with more intensity. Now, the last group, and we have a lot of personal coaching clients during this group, making more money than you ever have before. Now, here's the interesting thing at that level. You're usually making more money than you ever have before, and you're making it easier than you ever have before because you have reached this level where basically the business is you've, you've, you're getting the benefit of probably at least a year or maybe two years worth of consistent effort. So you have the money flowing in. It almost feels like it's magic. We have coaching clients who will have a call with them, one call to the next, and they'll take three or four listings, and it'll be like, well, these two I actually proactively – you know called okay this tim wasn't expired this tim i actually called was okay but these other two they just called me why'd they call you because i sold their neighbor's house two years ago so when you get to that point where you have that sort of momentum it's easy to believe that you've got it all figured out and that is where you make your mistake so you too like that second group if you're in that third group where you're making more money experiencing more success than you ever have in your life ever thought you would don't screw it up. Don't slow down. Amplify what you're doing by at least 30%. Don't over-celebrate your wins. You know, the first, it, 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 you could say the opposite, too. If you're way off track in that first group, maybe you're a new agent, or maybe you just had a bunch of false starts, or maybe you basically have been doing what a lot of people do, and they just meander. They never you know, stay on one course and you know, aren't focused. If that's, you're in that first group, or you're way off track, you're looking for direction, don't give up because you still have six months left. 
So the moral of the story is, is that this is a perfect time for you to hit the reset button and really take your business to the next level. Now, here's another interesting psychological trick. You don't have to treat your year from January to January, a calendar year, right, or January to December. You could actually start thinking of your year, this is an idea for you, from July to July. One of the benefits of doing it that way is, generally speaking, you're going to start at a good time of the year and end at a good time of the year versus, like, if you think about it, a bell curve. A lot of people start, depending on where your market is, right, they'll start at a slower time of the year, their business will build back up, then it'll drop back off. Well, why don't, you, why don't you maybe psychologically consider starting your fiscal year next month in July and have it in, next, uh, in July uh, 2019? There you go. So if you're way off track, screw it. Forget it. Don't say this year sucked. Your year starts next week. See what I just did there? Psychologically, I'm giving you permission to forgive yourself and your missteps and your falling, you know, basically trying to look for easy button things. So you screwed up, lost opportunity in the first six months. Who cares? Your real year happens to start next week. How about that? So you still have time to get your act back together. You still have time to really take your business to the next level. You still have time to earn enough money this year to make this your best year ever. In 90 days, I'm not going to be able to say that because it will be too late. You either build your momentum now for the rest of the year or, you know, you won't. There it is. So free coaching calls for agents.com. Write that down. Free coaching calls for agents.com. By just requesting a free coaching call, not only will you get a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, but you're also going to get six free books. The two books that I want you to download because you get these digitally immediately is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and the Real Estate Treasure Map. Grab those books, put them into use immediately. Real Estate Treasure Map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. All right, guys? So listen, if there's ever anything we can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Reach out to us immediately. We're always here for you guys. And remember, your homework from today's podcast is go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.